All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to episode six of Oilers Nation Radio. We are in the almighty podcast studio known as The Office here at Nation HQ. We've got a packed house today. To my left, we've got Chris, the intern. In front of me is Cam. And across the table is Jay, the squire, because Dan is in Sweden. Dan gone. Dan's living his best life, and I'm here to hopefully at least fill his shoes. Dan really took to heart the comment that Chris made last week in which he said, I would rather you not exist. Then me wake up and it'd be 10 years ago. So Dan immediately jumped on an airplane to Sweden, said game over. I never want to talk to any of you ever again. I hope he never comes back. Oh, so am I like fulfilling <laughs> your wish of, kind of supplanting Dan in this chair? Kind yeah, of. As long as you stay in that chair, Dan will not return. This has all been oh. Chris's long game. Wow. Yeah. I so respect the long game. Chris is living his best life now. Sans Dan. To my right, we got Jared doing some sound engineering. Evan, the intern, is here as well as Rick from the Pint is right behind me. We've got a packed house because this is very exciting, boys. Very exciting. The Oilers NHL season starts tomorrow, Cam. But first, we have to thank our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant for letting us do episode six. Sherwood Ford the Giant. Wonderful people. Go out and see them in Sherwood Ford or Sherwood uh, Sherwood Park, I should say. They should rename Sherwood Park to Sherwood Ford. I agree. One thing I want to bring up, Jay, and since you're here, this is perfect. Uh. You got yourself a new whip yesterday. Did I ever. Let's talk about this nation truck that our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant came up with for us. They had been teasing pictures, Chris, for the last month or so. Yesterday, we got the big reveal. You were there, Chris. What do you think? Um, it was a giant idea, and it was a, <laughs> it was a giant truck. <laughs> uh, not surprised coming from Sherwood Ford the Giant. No, the truck was, it was better than expected. Um, Did you expect it to be bad? No, I didn't know what to expect. I expected it to be really cool, and it surpassed that expectation. So it was extremely cool. It was extremely Not just cool. Really it was cool. on another level of cool. Ultra cool. Jay can agree. 
Jay, you got to drive this baby. What do you think? Yeah, it was uh it was a good day at Short Ford. You know, they they made us do like a reveal. Like was- so they're interviewing us and they had the truck like they're just like these guys go all out. And so Chris and I are talking doing like an interview with uh with Drew from Sherwood Ford uh about the truck and then they secretly had the truck drive up behind us and they're like, "Why don't you take a look?" sure as shit we turn around and then here's here's the beast the, the o- sexy beast the only thing we were missing from that scenario was a giant bus and then we could yell move that bus and then the bus moves and the truck is standing behind. or like some kind of raising wall like it was prices right yes. yeah like i we picked door number one and behind door uh, number one wasn't the washing machine yeah that I'm pro- i actually do need uh really but uh the truck that i wanted didn't we pick up a washing machine for you and like Cranbrook or something. Yeah, yeah on, on the in, way back from Lake Louise. That was in Banff, wasn't it? Yeah, we stopped in Canmore. And we that thing's already falling apart and just gushing water. See? And there was just like, we went into a house and there was just that 12-year-old kid and no adults. <laughs> and he was helping us lift it into the back. And I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> oh, God. So then after oh. Jay got the truck, um, Evan and I got into my now piece of shit uh, Toyota RAV4, which I thought was cool before yesterday. You and thought that then, thing was uh, cool? <laughs> yes, it is cool. <laughs> um, and then we both left the parking lot at the same time, and Jay was just gone. Couldn't oh, see him. I'm living my best life now. How's the... Yeah. Uh, it is a unit. I, I was driving down Jasper Ave today. You were coming towards me, and I could see you like a beacon of marketing light coming towards me. Have you gotten any reactions in the truck so far, Jay? This thing has been insane. I have not... I haven't been in possession of it for... But geez, it's been like 16 hours and, you know, left Sherwood Ford, went to my first destination of the evening and checked Twitter. Boom. Someone's taking a photo of it. Mm-hmm. I'm at a cafe this morning. All of a sudden people come up to me and like, hey, you're driving that truck. I saw all the, I saw it yesterday on Instagram. Like, that's really cool. I'm like, and like, they're like, just like me when seeing it in person versus like seeing it on a computer or on your phone, like everyone's like blown away by it. So like. The initial reaction and, and the text messages and DMs that I've gotten over the last 16 hours have just been insane. That thing's a stalker's dream. Yeah, I can't hide now. There's it no, there's is no unbelievable. So again, thank you very much to our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant. Go see them. 2540 Broadmoor Boulevard. 2540 Broadmoor Boulevard in Sherwood Park, Alberta. If you want to give them a call, 587-860-1538. Again, that's 587-860-1538. Again, oh, another thing for Sherwood Ford, Chris, you're going to be excited about this. They are going to be doing a Gus versus Frank Oh yeah, dog pick them for the games this year. Oh. So tomorrow morning, Frank's picks, episode one for the season is going to come out, and then Gus is going to do it. Oh, man. That's We're going to keep track of their record. Now you have to choose. Who's, we'll have a, like, so we'll see which dog is more accurate. with who's, who's, Which dog's better prepared? Uh, yeah. Which dog is in the hockey life? Yeah. Predictions? I'm going with, uh, I'm going beginner's luck and I'm choosing Gus. You're choosing Gus over Frank. I love Frank, but Gus is, he's just so, both of them are so cute. You know, adorable. I, I'm normally a competitor and I want to pick a bona fide winner. But you know what? I'm I'm gonna issue both of them participation medals, and just I just hope they both have a good season. They play safe and have fun. They're both very good boys. It's yeah. so weird to cheer against it. I know, cute little puppy. This is. I don't think either of them will be anywhere near as good at picking winners as Maggie the monkey was. How dare at you spinning that wheel, Jeez. picking the you? Anaheim Ducks in 2004? How dare you, Maggie the monkey? Maggie was magic that year. She had her year. Yeah, that was huge. 
Getting back to the Oilers, boys, we are less than 24 hours away until the launch of the Oilers season, as well as the season opener brunch party at the Pint Downtown, which is sold out. Thank you to everybody that bought tickets for that, by the way. It's going to be a great morning. We've got drink specials happening. We've got different wings from our friends at Get Sauced. We'll get to that in a little bit. It is going to be a great day. Aside from the party, Jay, I want to start with you. What are you excited about for this Oilers season? What excites you most when you're looking at the team, you're looking at this, the season in general? What are you excited about? Oh, geez. It's tough to pinpoint it to one thing. I'm just, I'm drinking the, I always drink the Kool-Aid going into the season. Uh, you know, this preseason was good. They, they just, they look like they're coming to play. They look more like they're serious. They got a chip on their shoulder. So what am I excited to see? I'm excited to see Connor get 130 points. I'm excited to see the the group of guys that took a step back last year. So like, Clefbaum, Larson, Talbot, and take a giant step forward this year. And I'm just excited to see, like, you know, guys like Puliarvi and Yamamoto, you know, now make their splash in the NHL. Chris, what about you? What are you excited about when you're thinking of the 2018 19 Edmonton Oilers? Um, kind of in con. I'm not disagreeing with Jay, but I'm, I'm excited for this you season. Better not. Because. <laughs> People are have tampered expectations this year. We're not drinking the Kool-Aid as much as we were at the beginning of last season. I'm not? I feel like you're just contradicting no. Jay right now. Well, it, everyone's no, 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 got an opinion. Are. That's what I I'm saying. Dr- I'm drinking an industrial dr- drum of Purple Source Rex Kool-Aid. And that's I'm, what I'm, I'm saying. Drinking, I'm, I'm drinking just the powder before it even mixes with the water. I might, oh, wow. I might actually just be snorting some Kool-Aid powder. Would you say you're more excited for this season or last season? Uh, I was more excited for last season. There was sky-high expectations. This season's more low key. Exactly. So, you're you're excited, but you're kind of like sitting back in your chair and you're like, okay, Oilers proved to cautiously me. optimistic. Exactly. I'm, yeah, I'm not arrogantly excited like no. I was last year, but I'm because we're really we were planning excited. parade routes last year. I yeah. think exactly. There was, there was meetings where we were literally sitting there with a large foldable map of Edmonton and we were drawing with a red pen. I roots. was tweeting out a, my a projected parade route after every win in the first half of the season. It's true. And there weren't many of them. And then everything went <laughs> So I think you only there. did that about two or three times. No, I did it probably 11 times. Did they win that many times in the first half of the year? Yeah. Wow. So you're excited about tempered expectations. What else you got? Um, I'm excited for... I'm excited for Ryan Nugent Hopkins to play 82 games alongside Connor McDavid. Please, Christ, let that happen. That better not be a jinx, Chris. There has been talk of McClellan already saying if there's struggles that Leon would go back up with Connor. No, no, no. Let's let's relax a little bit. Can we just all admit that the Nuge does not struggle? People struggle around him? He (laughs) is consistent. He is delicious vanilla ice cream consistent. Coom, what do you think about that? I completely agree. He, throughout his entire Oilers career, has never had a good time with wingers. They're, he's the kind of guy that's never really been, like, really handed a, a couple of good wingers. And now he's the winger mm-hmm. with a good center. And if anything happens, God forbid, he can just slide right back into center and fill in. Mm-hmm. Cam, what are you excited about for this year? Um, I was extremely excited for uh, Kevin Grabble. But he didn't crack the team. That's okay. R.I.P. I've, got, I've gotten over it. It was a it was a rough few days for me after he went on waivers, but I'm Sorry, okay man. now. What I'm excited for is I think Cam Talbot, who's looked impossibly good in preseason, is healthy and ready to ready to roll and have a have a huge year. He's going to finish top five in Vesna voting, kind of thing. That's what I'm excited for. On the other side of the coin, what are you nervous about? What am I nervous about is Miko Koskinen, who in the exact opposite vein, looked like absolute ass. So he looked bad. like a Jonas... He looked He looked like a cardboard cutout of Jonas Gustafsson in that, meaning he is not even Jonas Gustafsson. 
he he was just like a large body <laughs> standing in the net, didn't know where the puck was. And now I'm nervous. Cam Talbot is going to have to play 77 games again, which I mean, I'm excited to watch him. I, I love watching Cam Talbot play out of his mind in 16-17, but I, I don't want to watch Miko Koskinen play at all. I'm going to try to articulate uh, this visual I have for Koskinen because I, I tried it the other day and it was okay. But you know when like a little kid is trying to <laughs> catch like a bug with both its hands? Yes. Those are the types of saves. I swear to God, you see Costin trying to do like he's he, like trying to uh, clap, clap the puck. He was he was probably laying on his back like four times that game in Germany. I have this vivid memory. What of goalie Gustafson, does that? This vivid memory of Gustafsson when another team scored a goal on him when he was with the Oilers, and there's a picture of him facing the other way. Yeah, it's like he's not facing both. Yeah. He's was, facing the net. That was his Oilers tenure in a picture. So is he like is he playing hockey? Is he like doing like jujitsu and has a really strong ground game? He's doing kind of. Yeah. <laughs> it's just when when a goaltender is doing that, you know the hockey is too fast for him and he just can't keep up like you, if, if he's at a point where he's laying on his stomach and he has to stretch out and make desperation saves it's obviously that he can't keep up with the play and he shouldn't be in the so it's a very good like goalie response goalie take yeah you know what i'm actually impressed with you because i figured as a card carrying member of the goalie guild <laughs> that you would be defending koskin in here nah he doesn't just defend, <laughs> goalies. defend, he, defends, a, yeah. he defends goalies who actually goaltend like mm-hmm. i said koskinen is he's like a large inanimate object yeah yes i'll see like yes (laughs) chris mentioned the game against the cologne sharks which happened on thursday morning um i just want to touch on it real quick was there any nervousness from any of you guys that the oilers were only able to beat the cologne sharks in overtime jay what do you think well you know they're they're gonna take you know the 60 percent approach to this you got the cologne sharks who are you know some guys play in the NHL, a lot haven't. They now have an opportunity to, sh- to show themselves against an NHL team, a Connor McDavid NHL team. So you know they're coming out to play. You heard Ryan Jones' interview where he's just like, we're just trying to keep everyone to the outside. We're trying to slow them down. So like they came to play. They played like it was the playoffs. They always played like it was a you know charity game. Mm-hmm. So I I wasn't expecting you know anything crazy. I'm I'm happy. Was I nervous that that that, that it was going to overtime? There was that they could have lost. Yes. But uh, yeah, no, I was calm. Cam, what do you think? No, I agree. The the Cologne Sharks, I think, were playing. That's like the Stanley Cup this year. You got a guy like Corey Potter who probably goes to bed every night and thinks, "Look, I could be a second pairing D man on the Edmonton Oilers right now. This is my chance <laughs> now to prove that they made a mistake, and I'm going to show them up." So they were out there doing their best. The Oilers looked they looked fine. I mean. It's they, just a, they outshot the Sharks heavily. Yes. Yeah. But it's, it's a different game. You're playing a with a completely different flavor. Ice surface is like 15 times bigger there. It's like, it's ridiculous. It's exhausting to skate around on that ice. So it's just like, it's just, it's totally different animal. I, I wouldn't put anything into that game at all. Chris, you were at the wrap up for the Cologne Sharks game. What do you think about this? Admittedly, I, I was extremely critical of the Devils and Taylor Hall for taking... We're, we're making fun of them for oh, being it was overtime. So we're, bad. Laughing, we're like, these guys howling. are idiots taking this random European team to overtime. And like the biased hockey analyst that I am, mm. it's okay if the Oilers do it. If the Oilers take a European team to overtime, it's fine. There's no need to panic. There's the conspiracy we have to all subscribe to because it's not a conspiracy of Leon and his dad, dad coaching the other team. They want to obviously make it look like a close game. Totally. You know, his it's a, it's his son doing right by his father. So you're saying Cologne went easy on the Oilers to be nice to 
Drop. No, I said the. I, I'm oh, saying okay. the Oilers made a. I thought like, you meant. The no, no, it's, it's, it's the coaching. reverse. He's like, he went to the dressing room. And he said, "Look, you guys, but my fucking son's another team. We're gonna go easy on." <laughs> no, no Drysaddle is like, let's do my dad a solid. He coaches his team. He's made me who I am. Let's just keep it, you know, close. loose and close. Bend and not break. Because last thing, last thing Leon wants is for the to spank the Sharks. His dad gets fired. His, his parents are on the street. To me, exactly. I also thought as I was watching it, um, the Oilers really looked like they were focusing heavily on getting Drysidal and Reader goals slash points. Mm-hmm. So I thought a guy like Connor maybe passed up some really easy looks at goals to try and get something done for Leon. I don't know. I didn't really care too much about that game. To me, all I cared about was that everybody got through healthy, which almost didn't happen because Matt Benning took a high hit. Yeah. I was not happy about the high hit. Jay, what do you think? Loved Daryl jumping in there. God, that loved it. I wish there's like a few punches thrown just to kind of like, you know what, like, fuck that guy. Yep. For doing that. Sure, the, the like Benning took like hit the guy, but he had the, he had the puck. So for him to come charge after that, like, ah, just yeah, you, you play anyway, on, it's not friendly. You play on a Euro team, like you don't, exactly. Can't. It wasn't even just Daryl though, which is the best. Oh, part. Yeah, it was like, a all five guys jumped in there. It's great. There's no reason to be that heated up. Like you're you're playing on this team as like a, a second version of your life, backpacking through Europe. This isn't competitive. Relax. Speaking great of Matt Benning, actually. Though. Oh, yeah. Like, the vibe in the building was amazing. I got a... Yeah, yeah. The cool thing, though, was like, just like how Germany is just all in on dry side. Unbelievable. And, 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 and reader for, you know, some degree. Yeah. But like, it was insane. Cool to see. Up next, boys, there's been some news with the Oilers on the roster uh, in this past week since we last recorded. And of course, this news brought to you by our friends at Sherwood Ford, the giant 2540 Broadmoor Boulevard, home of Gus, home of giant ideas, home of giant trucks, home of giant hearts, Chris. Gus took the day off yesterday, unfortunately, but that's okay. Guy needs a break. We didn't see him on our visit. Smiling's exhausting. Yeah. The guy, like we saw him, he was running around the showroom. Like that's tiring. We're also, we're also setting up a guest appearance for Gus to come on the podcast one day. So stay tuned for that. He's got, he's got takes. He's yeah. got a lot to say. So over the last week, roster news. Some things that, um, you know, a little bit surprising. Both Garrison and Chieson Cam came in on PTOs and training camp. Both signed one-year deals worth six fifty each. What do you think about both of those signings? Where do they fit in the lineup? What do you think, Cam? Well, as soon as they dealt away Jarabek it was inevitable that Garrison was getting that contract. I think the ultimate goal, no matter how bad Garrison might be, is they want a veteran D-man back there. They want to... Like, he's kind of, he's just kind of like the uh, the defenseman dad back there. I don't know how much ice time he's actually going to get, but he's going to be in the, the dressing room with a, with a cup of black coffee telling stories to the other defensemen. Just need, like, that that kind of that kind of leadership there. Chies on no surprise either. I think he's, like, easily a better player than Pontus Aberg. I think Aberg had a pretty big uphill battle after he... Last year, you know, he was kind of in the doghouse. Remember, he missed that practice. Mm-hmm. He was allegedly out, possibly enjoying some cold ones late into the night. Allegedly, I don't know. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to confirm nor deny. And I think he had an uphill battle. So I think on it's no surprise whatsoever that he got that that spot. Jay, what do you think about the PTO boys signing their deals? I think, uh, I think Garrison earned a spot. I do. Uh, you know, he's not going to blow you away with his flashiness, but he's got that veteran mm-hmm. presence. He's of an age where he's not required to wear a visor. That's always cool with me. So he, like just now, because of where the league's going, now he looks tough. Mm-hmm. So that's good. That's an intimidating presence on the blue line. But yeah, I, th- I think he's earned it. And yeah, we need a veteran presence to like help our, our decor so young outside yes. of Russell, right? And, yes. and Reg is on the, on the IR. Like, 
Yeah, I, th- I think I think that was a terrific sign. Chase on, I, I think uh, is that how we're saying it? Chase on, like he's had like seventeen Chiasson. iterations of his last name when he came. It was Chase on, and then Chase on, and now it's Chasson. Yeah, let's give it a French. Let's give it a French. Let's give it a French flair. Yeah, Chasson. Chasson. Yeah, Chasson. Alexandre Chasson. I. He, he's earned his spot on the team too. Like you've got a reliable guy who has got some off, like he's got offensive upside. So hopefully there's some secondary scoring coming from him. So yeah, I, I think he, he earned the spot over Pontus. You know, I hate to say this RIP Pontus. Good luck in Anaheim. Get a good tan. And he looked uh, so unhappy in that photo. Have I you know seen it. I know but so good. it was having to go from Edmonton to LA. Is, that's a, that's a nightmare. You yeah, know, we awesome. gave him a chance. He was, he was, he was a fringe guy in, in, in deep Nashville. He had a chance here to, you know, he was put on a line of McDavid. It's true. So either, you know, take your shot like Ty Ratty is and, you know, is now we're calling him the answer for God's sake. Answer. The answer. He could have been the answer. Mm-hmm. Aberg looked terrible in, in, in out of place. In just, just awful. He didn't yep. do anything for a guy who's he's like 24 years old. He obviously knew that his NHL chances are counting down by the day. Yeah. And he was dry toast during preseason. Whereas Did nothing. Chieson. Rolled in there, and he just had the fire in his eyes. He's playing he, effective minutes. He just won the Stanley Cup, and he's like, "Let's let's do this again." Chris, what do you think about guys like uh, Garrison signing with the Oilers, but then the Oilers getting chirped by everybody else about signing a guy who played eight games with the Golden Knights last year? Um, I, like honestly, those guys are all going to be extra players. They're probably going to play like twenty, thirty games this year, if that. So I don't have a really strong opinion about any of them um we shouldn't even be in this position having to sign garrison with the whole brand davidson fiasco but we don't have to go there we'll go there hang on one second rick you got a comment on signing uh jason garrison over our friend and real life podcast guest brandon Davidson. i'm pretty sure everyone knows my feelings on this but yeah no uh brandon definitely would be a better option at the spot same amount of money younger faster better at the puck and played a couple more than eight games last year yeah the well, yeah you can't even say we he brings an experience with the eight games played and you can't even say you'd enjoy well he does bring experience he's like a veteran of the nhl yeah yeah remember he doesn't wear he doesn't wear a face visor, shield that's right, how long right. he's been in the league so badass he's badass him and luch badass speaking of luch what are you guys expecting from the big man this year he had a little bit of a quiet preseason a couple of goals but what are you thinking for the big man cam I think um, he's kind of got his situation figured out with like the the dry skin in the winter time. He's got mm-hmm. some new creams. Yeah, we've sent him some lotion. I a lot believe. of lotion. Some lotion so that he can you know bask himself in that. You feel Oil good. Up. And I think he's gonna pot thirteen goals this year in a bottom six role where he where he finds his finds his rhythm. Eventually, he's gonna be put on a line with Brodziak and Kazian. They're gonna skate around and hit people, and it's gonna be good. You think he's gonna go down to the fourth line at some point? I this think year? He is. yes. That's my dream with Lucic, but it will never happen. Your dream is the fourth line Lucic. My dream is a third line Lucic, but I still think that. Will I just never think at this season. point, uh, JJ just fits better in the top line. On a on, like he's more likely to score goals than Lucic at this point, and I think Lucic is better if he just focuses on hitting and messing guys up. And you know what, Jujar has turned himself into a nuclear deterrent as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody wants to fight. Yeah, people JJ say that Lucic is the deterrent on the team. There's no way JJ is the deterrent on the team. Well, he, in terms of fighting, in terms of fighting, oh yeah. Well, I would still put. Luch over Jujar. I'm not saying Jujar's not tough and uh, you know becoming what is now a called a nouveau heavyweight, but I would still say Luch is the OG tough guy. Yeah, Luch still has the respect from the league. Yeah, I think after and JJ after JJ clowned Cal Clutterbuck last year, I think that switched. Well, what's Cal Clutterbuck? 
Cal Clutterbuck's, I think, a, like a notorious like killer in the league. Uh, he takes, he picks his spots, he hits guys, doesn't answer the bell ever. And, and then, will JJ really throw then, the body around like Lucic will? No. Uh, yeah, well, Luch isn't hitting right now. Luch isn't so hitting that's, at all. that's right. JJ can actually, they can actually skate and move around and doesn't need to go into the dressing room and put on lotion because it's dark outside. And I agree with that. So they need to put aside everyone's egos and contract size and switch JJ with Lucic. Problem solved. There you go. I like that's it. I'm saying maybe just not right now. Yeah. Because I don't think that it's necessarily fair to put the undo, like put that added pressure on Jujar that he has to perform in a top six role. Now that said, I praying to sweet baby Nuge that Lucic could turn it around this year. We need him to get around 20 goals. Cam said 13. I'm going a little bit higher than that. I have him at 22, Jay. What do you think about that? Lucic's goal they scored in Cologne was perfect. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's all we need. Like, And so if, if, if you know, you have to start Luch, you have to give the $6 million guy a shot to get some points. So he's got to start in the second line. But if they can't find chemistry, you've got to get them off. Well, and uh, Tom McClellan is a notorious line blender as well. Yeah. So if that line isn't producing, you know he's going to mix it up, which is going to lead me to my next question. What is the ideal second line trio for you guys? Chris, I'm going to start with you. If you're thinking about the Oilers' second line, right now it's uh, Lucic on the left, Dreisaitl in the middle, Yamamoto on the right. Is that ideal for you? What do you think? Um, yeah, to start the season for sure, like Lucic up there, give him a shot. I agree with that instead of switching him with JJ right off the bat. Uh, I, I want to see Pugliarvi on the second line in, in Yamamoto's place. Both uh, guys had good training camps. I know, I know you can't. Yeah, that's t- the, the Yamamoto Pugliarvi argument is a good one. And that's, what's exciting is that they're both competing directly against each other for that second line spot. Um, so with that, I would swap Pugliarvi because, Right now, I like him a little bit more than Yamamoto, um, but I like Lucic and I like um, Dry Settle there. Jay, you're looking off deep thought. What I'm do you think thinking, about this? I'm thinking I'm on a, I'm on a run here. Um, so the question, like I said, I love like Puliarvi is showing confidence galore now. He's carrying the puck. He's making plays. So he's he's he's, he's like I'm I'm loving him. But the question I think you need to ask is of the two, which one's the more cerebral hockey player? Like who's the smarter one? Like hockey IQ wise, like, and I think that's the one you put with Drysaddle. And for some reason, I'm thinking it's Yamamoto because that guy just goes into all the dirty places and and creates he he creates loose pucks as well, which is something Drysaddle needs. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think I think I would lean towards Yamamoto to start. I just don't know who to put on the other side. I think you have to start with Luch, but Luch just needs to. I think these guys need to understand that like Luch can't be carrying the play into the zone. He's got no. because it'll die. Like, he's just got to go straight to the net. <laughs> Boy, well, there's one thing that drove it. me crazy last year is when like Luch was playing with McDavid or whatever, and you see 27 rushing the puck through the neutral zone. Yeah, you're like, no, no. what's happening? He's got to he's got to he's got to give a pass to someone before he even break out of the zone and then go to the net. And if Lucic does that and just starts stops trying to be like this playmaker, if you will, like be Luch. Yes, we you know. talked about this on Real Life Podcast on Monday, but like if Lucic is not scoring, he needs to go out there and be a menace. Yeah, be he a needs menace. to be a destroyer of worlds. He needs to be a guy that's going to crumple up somebody into a ball and throw him into the stands. Yeah, and the points will come. So like for me, a successful Luch campaign is 40 to 50 points. Like it's not, like if he gets 42 points, I'm happy. 
Yeah, it's not crazy. And you got to accept a lot of those are going to come on the power play. Like yeah. he was good in 16, 17. He's playing on PP one. Mm-hmm. More than half his goals were on the power play, and that's fine. And I still think you should start him there. Yeah, for sure. Rick, what is your ideal second line trio? This is going to be a little bit different than what everyone else has said. Like it, but we have we now we have a, the spot on the left side, <clears throat> which is a, a gap there. We need to fill that. And we have three right wingers who all should be in the top six somehow. So let's take uh, Big 98, throw him on the left side, let him play with uh, Connor and Ratty, and then go Nuge, Leon, Yamo. McNuge. Yeah, I like that How too. can you break up McNuge? That's what I was I was saying that last year. It's not, about, it's not about breaking up McNuge. It, it's it about like making the top six as good as possible. Connor gets he doesn't need way more he's... points with Nuge on his line than anyone else, without a doubt. I think he's gonna get. He's gonna dominate regardless. You could put like me and Chris on his wings, and he'd probably score fifty goals. Exactly. Yeah. So now you gotta you gotta you worry gotta, about gotta, trying to make that second line, make them be able to carry carry some load. And Leon needs that better winger. I think yeah, you yeah. kind of put one of those righties on the left side, and then uh, now all of a sudden you got Luch and JJ on the same line. And that's who wants, a, who that, wants to play against those guys? Who wants like to go get the puck? With in the Ryan Strom in the middle too. I like your vision. But I am biased as AF on McNuge. I just don't see the point in wasting. Yeah, I, I agree with Rick here. I don't. I think that McDavid's so good that the the benefit you have with him is you can put two mediocre wingers like a ratty type with him, and then you can load up your second line, and then you know the other teams putting out their top D against McDavid, and then you have Nugent Hopkins and Drysaddle and Pulleyarvi or Yamamoto, and that's a loaded second line. I just like I can't get past the idea that. Of all the players on the Oilers lineup, I personally think that Nuge makes Connor better. Yes. And he is one of the only guys on the lineup that can do that. Just watch those guys in, in the preseason. They know where each other is going to be. It's almost like they're fucking Sadines or something. Do you know what I mean? It's like how, how many goals, like Nuge scored a couple goals in the preseason where Connor just kind of threw the puck to an area and it was right on the stick. And I just don't know how many other guys in the lineup can have that mental ability to be where Connor needs him to be. Exactly. What for sure they can't do, though, is they can't have Lucic on that second line with Dreisaitl just weighing him down. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree with that uh, wholeheartedly. Like, they have to start the yeah. season with him and give him a shot. They have to. One, one game. Yeah. Give him one game and then say, hey, sorry, your chance is, your chance is done. This is terrible. Because that's what that's the thing. It's like the, the Lucic thing really throws a wrench in everything. Like you have a nice second line if you do um, like Reader and Drysaddle, obvious chemistry there with like a Yamamoto, and then in your third line you have like Strom and Pugliarvi who have had chemistry before. But then you have to throw Lucic in there, and then again he's just going to weigh it down. It's so funny. That's just the inevitability. Is yeah. every line that he's on, it just weighs it down. Let's hope for a different outcome from Luch this year, boys. I'm thinking positive. Yeah. You said you were drinking the Kool Aid powder, Coom. I thought I was, but Lucic. Well, until you, and then you I start talking was, about Lucic. I thought I was snorting the, the Kool Aid powder. I thought I was right into that, and then I started thinking about Lucic again. I thought, oh man. Looking at the line combinations in Gregor's GDB for tomorrow morning, it looks like Bear is going to get the call above Bouchard for the season opener tomorrow. Chris, I'm going to start with you. What do you think about giving Bear the nod over Bouchard? It's surprising, honestly. I thought Bouchard was going to get over Bear the whole time. Um, I'm perfectly fine with Bear being in there. Like he's he's had a great preseason. There's no reason for him not to be. So does this mean that 
Because they're going to send, they got to send someone down. I if, thought if Russell plays tomorrow, which McClellan says he hopes he does, then they're going to have to make a roster move. So in that case, I could see a paper transaction where they're like, oh, Oilers assign Ethan Bear to. So that's the only way that Ethan Bear goes down is if Russell plays. I th- I mm. think so. Because they I, can't do anything with Bouchard. I think now, does it have to be a defenseman that they do something with? Because I think Yamamoto they might. The they might be putting um, Drake on the IR for a sinus infection, infection dating back so, to yesterday. I see, heard that, like, would, that was a theory Gregor had yesterday on, on his show. That would be, that would work. Now they're in regular season though. There's a minimum games played if they put them on the but IR. But they can retroactive it too before the season yeah. like they did with Russell. Cause that's why they're able to take Russell off now Yeah, is because they retroactive it uh, to uh, during the preseason. Yeah. There's some kind of black magic at play that they yeah. can do. Okay. Even though this, the regular season has already started. Yeah. You can NHL. do it retroactively. Yeah. All right. Gentlemen, I'm very happy to make an announcement. We are welcoming a new sponsor to the podcast today. You've heard them before. In fact, they were the focal point of Coombs Trivia only a couple short weeks ago. I'm still I'm feeling it. Very happy to welcome Get Sauced as a sponsor to Oilers Nation Radio. They are great people, they make great sauces. Although I heard, Jay, you were in a meeting and that I'm going to be punished severely for saying their Reaper sauce was not nearly as spicy as I thought it would be. Yeah, they weren't happy with that. And uh, <laughs> they, uh, they say they've got, a, they've got a batch cooking. But that just uh, shows how passionate they are about this hot sauce. Well, it, well, of course they do. Like That was probably one of the best meetings I've ever got to attend because, you know, we talked about, yeah, let's work together. But like really what we did was just tried all of their products. <laughs> Uh, and like, I'm not a super hot guy. So the hot stuff is really hot. So if you're into that, like that's your thing, but like they're flavored hot sauces. Oh God. So you had their meeting at get sauce location, right? Okay. So I had the pleasure of going there this morning. Their, their location is South side by the white mud and 96, uh, 20, 58th Avenue. Chris, they have like a (laughs) cup full of hot sauce. You can no, no, but their whole place smells like spice and sauce it's amazing As it should it that, like tingles your your nose when you walk in it's great you know there's a there's a town in california that's near where they produce sriracha sauce mm-hmm. and it's all just like covered in this like red powder the whole town so yeah. being being in the noodle game uh we consume a lot of sriracha and uh we know a lot of the stories about that so about two or three years ago um there was uh, the plant had to cut down uh, to capacity because the town has had enough of like the fumes that it produced. <laughs> so the fumes from the factory, because Sriracha is just blown up, right? That particular brand. Everyone's and uh, so they're just making more and more and more. But like that, 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 whatever that smoke that goes into the atmosphere makes like, you know, when you got hot sauce in your eyes, like it, it provides that effect. So they got mandated to cut their capacity down in half. Uh, and then all of a sudden the price of Sriracha shot through the roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now they figured out a way to filter that. So now they're back online to normal production. That's but amazing. just a little fun fact about yeah. Sriracha. This is like the modern day version of Mount Vesuvius exploding. Yeah. But uh, to go back to get sauced, uh, to jump on that, very pumped with that partnership. Another thing about that the event tomorrow is that they're going to be the feature wing flavor of That's the party. Right. And anyone who buys an order of get sauced wings gets an entry for some uh, prize packs that they provide us. I'm super excited about this one. We have a one of their curry sauces at my place. And like on things like potatoes or whatever, on eggs, I put on my eggs yesterday. Made Frank some birthday eggs, Chris. On my eggs, I put a little bit of the curry sauce. It was delightful. Go check out our friends at Get Sauced. GetSauced.com. As Chris said, the address, 9620 58th Avenue. Give them a call. 780 462 
2418, or you can send them an email at sales at getsauce.com. Graham sent me a picture yesterday. He was doing some shopping in uh, Safeway. Right now, some guest Get Sauce bottles are on sale. Buy yeah. two or more for $4. They're in Sobeys. Uh, they're in, I believe, Save-On or, or Safeway. Yep. Like they're, Safeway, they're out Save-On. there. You'll see them. Oh, yeah. Look for them. Yeah. Pretty awesome to have a local hot sauce company coming aboard on the podcast, doing well, spreading the product out. I'm very excited. Thank you very much, Get Sauce. Welcome to the Oilers Nation family. That's fantastic. My next question, boys, is the Oilers have a little bit of cap space available. Andre Sicaro is put on the long-term injury reserve this this week. Even with the signings, Chase on Garrison, all the other roster moves, the Oilers now have $4.7 million in available cap space as per NHLnumbers.com. And I'm curious, what do you guys think is going to happen with that space? Jay, do you have any ideas of what they could do with $4.7 million? Are they going to sit on it like they did last year, hoping for trade deadline acquisitions? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Uh- Obviously, I think you need to use it, but I think you got to be a little bit calculated how you do it. I think you got to give, like I said, you got to give it a few games to see kind of where things are at before you kind of make a bold trade that might involve giving away a key prospect or something like that. But uh, I, I say you use it. There's better deals to be made now than there is at the trade deadline. Do you think there's a possibility of the Oilers making an early season trade considering they have some of that space? Cam, what do you think? I think we're kind of likely to see the Oilers pull the trigger on kind of what the Sens and Abs did last year. Hopefully it's not as big of a disaster for the Oilers as getting Duchesne was for Ottawa. You know, when they gave up their first round pick and now there's a good chance Colorado drafts first overall because the Sens melted down. But I wouldn't be surprised to see the Oilers go out and get like the like a like a rental winger or defenseman the the ufa 2019 defenseman list is uninspiring but i think wingers like i'm seeing like a name like artemi panarin maybe maybe like a mark stone and they go all in on a guy like that at the deadline or no no, before that like in december or something like that and get half a season rick if you're putting on your peter shirelli cap your bald skin cap what are you doing with the 4.7 million dollars that we got from the sicari injury I agree. You're going to make a, a deal by December, but that can all be washed away if we come out hot to start the year. If we're on fire, if the boys are doing what we want them to do, then I think there's no real point in making that move. You kind of look for it. Maybe you help someone else out and kind of fleece somebody else for once. But uh, yeah, I don't think you get too crazy with it. I don't think you can wait till. Uh, I don't think you wait till the deadline. You got to make a move. You make a move early, kind of like we did with I think Spot Check back in 06. Yeah. I think back we brought him in early, early February, I think. Yeah, we brought January. him in early. So yeah, no, I don't think you wait till the deadline. If there's a move, it's going to be earlier before Christmas. Yeah. Did you just request that Shirelli tries to fleece somebody else? I mean, Is it'd be nice. Or do? I mean, the law of mathematics. You would say we're we're in line for one eventually, right? Yeah, we need our Joe Thornton for Marco Sturm and random no names trade. Yeah. Chris, in what do you early think? November, late November. I would personally like to see the Oilers distribute that money amongst the fans. Like, hey, not the fans wow. have like a free pizza night at Rogers place or something. Oh, you can very with, with the extra answer. cap space. They with have, the four, with four point, million, you can probably get like nine slices of pizza at Rogers. <laughs> I'm normally about, about talking about make believe shit, but like, this is serious. Is it? This is about our team. We need to make real moves. Buying pizza is not going to do shit. Or will it? You think about that throughout the day. <laughs> so fan Chris, morale, sure. Chris is all in on fan morale 
$4.7 million worth of pizza. So there's that. I want them to spend that money to justify why I should be spending $13 on a beer. Exactly. Yes. What if, what, if what? The, what if the money went into making the beers $7 for everybody for the whole season? Oh. Would you take that? Would you rather have a deadline acquisition? Or that's would you rather have $7? No, that's a good... That's a good one, eh? It's a good one. Would you rather have them spend that money on Justin Falk for a year and a half? Or would you rather have $7 cold ones for the next season? Oh, I'm I so worried about Justin Falk if we do that. Yeah? He's a big... I don't know. He just looks like... You don't trust Justin Falk? Don't I believe don't, in him? I, I would know. take that risk. I would give up $7 beers for Justin Falk. Oh, yeah. I'd give up. Yeah. I, I'd pay... Th- if, if it meant Connor staying in the city, I'd buy $50 beers um, <laughs> forevermore. But... Uh, yeah, Amen. I heard McDavid was having a meeting with ownership and he said, look, if you don't jack the beer prices up to $50, <laughs> I'm demanding a trade to the Leafs. They can't fit it under the cap. Now, if we are going to talk about cap space yesterday on Inside the Nation with Dusty Nielsen, check out those videos on Facebook and on the site. He was saying that he thinks the cost for acquiring a guy like Justin Falk would be relatively cheap. Because Carolina is, first of all, they're tight asses in terms of their overall cap spend. And rumor has it on the street that they're just kind of over it. So, Chris, would you like to rethink your thoughts on pizza or Falk? Yeah, I would I would sacrifice the pizza for Falk, probably. If or I is there another option? Like, why is it always Justin Falk? You know what I mean? I don't know, because someone just name? threw Justin Falk up in the air. It just makes so much sense. Like, he's a righty that produces offense, signed for another another two years, only makes like 4.3 mil a season. Yeah, it's such a nice fit. Oh, yeah. It is a nice fit. I'm just, I get torn because like, he looks like he's a fridge. He does. You call him the Dustin Penner on the blue line, the flying fridge? Well, we always need a Donaire-esque I be- player. I bet you Justin Falk, who played for the Oilers, would love to crab a Donaire with us and do a review. Oh, yeah. He seems like that kind of gentleman. I well, bet you just find him at your local donair spot anyway. Well, you know what I mean? if that's the case, then bring on Justin Falk because I'd love to do a donair review with him. I don't know if he'd want to anymore after you called him a fridge. There's nothing wrong with being called a fridge. A fridge is a compliment. It, what do you uh, got against fridges, Chris? Yeah, it wouldn't. Yeah, there was a guy who played for the Chicago Bears who was called Richard the Refrigerator Perry. I may have butchered his name there, but and he's a hero. Again, Dustin Penner, the flying fridge, very endearing player. <laughs> oh, we Dust, all like, we Dustin, all like Dustin, Dustin Penner. Penner was the jumbo donair. He was the jumbo donor. Yeah, you guys didn't. You guys didn't buy into the flying fridge nickname. I. This is the first time. Yeah. You've never heard flying fridge. No. No. Oh. I had. Like, there was a lot of pancake jokes with him. This must just be like an HF boards only thing. That <laughs> could I, be an I, HF boards. Yeah. Thing. What? Have, so what have we learned here? <laughs> we're not sure. And Chris keeps his perishables in a hole in the backyard against fridges. Now, fuck fridges. Since we're talking about contracts, let's talk about our friends at Leafs Nation a little bit. They are currently waiting for William Nylander. Everybody thought that this was going to be done before the season. It is not done. Darren Dreger from TSN says that Nylander's camp is apparently hung up on $8 million per season or more. Cam, what do you think about a 61-point player asking for eight or more? You're a Leafs guy. I'm a Leafs guy, yeah. I I follow the Leafs, pay attention to the Leafs. Um, I think what Dubas is doing here is a good thing. I think... I think pushing him and grinding him down, there's a there's a there's a chain effect in all these contracts. Nylander's the first one, Marner's the second one, Matthews is the third one. If you go hard and sign Nylander to what he wants, eight million or something like that, it's gonna screw you for those other contracts. So if they can what what they're trying to do now is they're using the comparables of Pasternak, which is six point six million a year, Ehlers, which is six million a year, and those guys are right in Nylander's camp. So Nylander should be in the six million range. And because if you do sign him for more than that, Marner is like, all right, I'm better. I'm getting 1.5 more than that. Then Matthews is like, fuck everything. I'm getting 15 per year. What do you owe? Since let's talk about Matthews real quick. 
on TSN, there's an article from Pierre Lebrun talking about how $12.5 million for Austin Matthews would be a bargain, Jay. That is Connor McDavid money. Yeah, it is. And Austin Matthews is not Connor McDavid. Jay's very wide-eyed right now. Well, it's just like it's... I like how they call TSN the Toronto Sports Network because it's so goddamn true. Like, <laughs> God, they just like... And, and I love it. Fan the flames. Say he should get 50 million. Like, I agree. Like, I want like to... I think it's absolute bullshit to compare the two right now. We've got Connor McDavid, who has won two Art Rosses, one heart. To back to Matthews, back hundred points. To back to back, yeah, back to back hundred points. Matthews seasons. scored four goals in one game once. Yeah, they you know Matthews scored two goals in the first game and leaves her undefeated this season. And that's on, worthy of an endorsement contract. They're on pace for eighty-two wins. Fair enough. <laughs> on pace for one hundred sixty-four goals. You know what? I would love for all of those players in Toronto to get paid. Brendan Shanahan this week said, back in our day in Detroit, we all tried to think about the team. That well, was not accurate. Uh, no, no salary cap. Yeah, they had no salary cap. So <laughs> you see what Sergei Fedorov signed a contract for like 25 mil a year back then? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like it's, it, it was, was the wild, accurate. wild west. It doesn't make it any wasn't sense. Even true. My, what I was getting to is when Austin Matthews was asked about Brendan Shanahan's comments, he just said, you know what? I've got an agent for that, which makes me think that he's not buying into the hometown discount no. lifestyle. Nor, nor should he. he. Yeah, nor should he. I, 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 my take on the Nylander thing is, yeah, I hope I hope they pay him eight and a half million as an anti Leafs fan. Um, the the minute they signed Tavares, that changed everything. That mm-hmm. one of those kids has to go. So obviously Nylander's the lowest on the on the pecking order of the three. And to compare him to Pasternak, like Nylander, the Leafs wish Nylander was Pasternak, which is why he should come in at, at about six. Which yeah, like he should leaks. not be making like so. And like, that's yeah. why Dubas is doing the right thing. He is doing the right thing. He is doing the right thing. But like, I'm hoping they sign him for eight and a half. Oh, me too. Uh, oh, of course. But uh, but like the minute like the Tavares thing changes everything. So I don't know. I don't. Know. I, do you think they're? Gonna, I think they're going to trade him. Nylander needs to be careful. He's going to get traded right away if he like holds out like this. I, I don't think, think he'll get traded this year because no. the, the Leafs looking at him. They have just over 12 million in cap space for this year, so they got plenty of room for Tons, him this year. They have tons of time to grind him down too. Yeah, and I mean this is like Kyle Dubas came in and he spent. His three years as an executive under Lou Lamorello, who's probably the most anti-player GM of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this is Lou Lamorello, who back in his New Jersey days wouldn't hand out performance bonuses based on individual stats, only based on team stats. So like this is like, I think he learned from someone who's like not really in like the Peter Chiarelli camp of like handing out contracts like they're Halloween candy. So but, I think you know you could also uh, well you might also want to think about to the uh, keeping your players happy angle. Because they're 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 out to get their money. Like Chris Russell and Milan Lucic are really happy right now, and that's great. So I guess here's the other thing: is the players talking about it? None of them are like adamantly like saying like, "Let's just get him signed. Let's get it done." Oh. So I'm wondering if like Neilander is even one of the boys. Maybe not conspiracy. Maybe not. Yeah. Since we're talking about contracts and money, I want to get to the Tom Wilson suspension. But first, I want to give another shout out to our friends at Get Sauced. GetSauced.com. Go check out all of their sauces because they have literally 200,000 sauces. Probably. There was some... We have to look back because there was some drama um, that they accused Dan of uh, misrepresenting the amount of... Oh, the Scovilles. Scovilles. Oh, that's right. Um, Dan was uh, saying numbers in the billions. Was he saying billions? Oh, was he, that's billions. what he was saying, billions. Because okay, it's, yeah. it's in the millions. That was also brought up. Bag milk, the fact they want to get back at bag milk, the fact that Dan was using hyperbole when quoting Scovilles. <laughs> hey, you know what gets sauced? Come at me. 
Gensos has three bi- three trillion Scovilles. They have in, all of them. Yeah, all, they've got like all Scoville. the Scovilles. And you know what gets sauced? I ain't scared. Come at me. You shower in hot sauce. That's right. I bathe in it. I was at your house one time and I saw you in your hot tub that was filled with hot sauce. And that was madness. Yeah. You know, so I'm ready for the challenge of this special brand of hot sauce that they're whipping up for us. Getsauce.com. Go see him. 780-462-2418. Or you can send him an email at sales at getsauce.com. Now- I think I think it's it's very timely that you've just plugged them going into this. I think what's going to be a spicy debate. Well, that's why I led into this, this be Jay, because content. I know that you are very passionate about this next topic, which is Tom Wilson got suspended for twenty games for his hit on Sunquist. Now, if you're a fan of old school hockey, if you're around the '90s, Chris, that's what you get. Caught, that's what you used to call getting caught in the trolley tracks. I was barely around in the '90s. Now that is a twenty game suspension and a one point two million dollar lost salary or uh, salary forfeit i should say jay i'm just gonna go ahead and start with you what do you think about this 20 Sh- games for tom wilson should we start with me i think we should think? let's, let's like, come I, out hot i feel like well i'm just gonna drop, be so animated just about drop it. the heat let's come out hot it's, it's kind of chilly in this room and i could use some okay warmth. so i made reference earlier to the nhl becoming the no hit league um you know i'm not about headshots i will never condone that like I, I think that should be taken out of the game uh wholeheartedly um but We've got a situation here where we have a player who is cutting cutting across the middle uh, to make a play. Admiring his work, you might say. Well, he hasn't even shot yet. He's cutting across. You already see in the video that Tom Wilson is coming in his direction. It wasn't just like his intent to hit was already announced, if you will. Then he has the audacity to, I'm assuming he's his head's up at this moment because he's cut to the middle. To then take a shot on net, which results in him having to put his head down and put him in a vulnerable area. Now, Tom Wilson, being the freight train that he is, runs this this kid over and and blows him up. Oh, yeah. Right, it, it, you know it looked and, and and he got hurt. Now, you know, twenty game suspension for a headshot. You know, and the the league's making a stance on headshots. Now, the argument is was was this a headshot? The kid has a separated shoulder. As a result of the hit. Yeah, because his head was deplaced from his body pretty much. But you do not hurt your shoulder if it was a headshot. So Maybe. I'm not saying he didn't get hit in the head, but the primary initial fo- uh, focus of contact or point of contact was shoulder and head did get hit I, uh, without a doubt. So I feel that I feel like this hit should be suspendable, but it I think it should not be suspended for a headshot. The other thing, you know, we, we get brought up as kids, to play with your head up, mm. right? This kid had his head up initially, had to see this was coming. Then, like I said, the arrogance to try to take the shot thinking he's safe. Like, what? Where's the league going where this kid thinks he's safe if he's cutting across the middle? And Tom Wilson's on the ice, which you should know. If you're a professional hockey player, you should always know who's on the ice. <laughs> Just let that happen. You think he's not going to hit you? So... These are my issues with that. I feel like the suspension is just like I, I, I get the NHL is trying to take out certain elements of the game, and a lot of it I agree with. But like a guy's got a head down with a puck. This guy's getting paid five million dollars a year to hit people, and he is doing his job. This guy put himself in a situation to get blown up, and that's shame on him. Now the fact that he got a concussion and hurt, like yeah, you feel bad for the player, but he put himself in that position, and Wilson was not targeting the head, in my opinion. Now. The other side of the coin where I would say like, uh, you know, the con to this is it's preseason. 
why is Tom like Tom Wilson doesn't have to make that hit because he can he can hurt himself like he like he, like he crushed it he could hurt his shoulder so I don't think Tom Wilson needs to make that hit in preseason but I have a feeling that if that same hit happened this week when in the regular season he still would have got twenty games which I take issue with Chris, Chris you are I see you're chomping at the bit here Chris so what do you got to say about this? where in the rule book does it say that you are not allowed to skate through the center ice with your head down nowhere. There's a rule in the book specifically that says you're not allowed to hit guys in the head, and that's exactly what happened. But there's no rule. Sure, it wasn't smart, but Tom Wilson needs to pick this his... This is the ref talking. He <laughs> yeah, does he's... not know what the code is. Sure, there's a code. You leave yourself vulnerable when you are cutting across so the trolley So that gives Tom Wilson an excuse to take his head out? But he didn't hit him in the head first. Yeah, so but... I'm saying... So I'll challenge... I will accept the rule that headshots are illegal. I think Tom Wilson needs to be aware that there's a dangerous situation arising and that he should choose his hits wisely. And he chose that was uh, on a goddamn T like if Tom Wilson, if that's in the playoff and Tom Wilson doesn't take that hit, he probably gets benched. Cam has got a freeze frame here of the hit Wilson on Sunquist, and you see some head snapping now. Yeah, what you could say it looks like this boy's got a case of whiplash after this thing. But that's but that's because of the position he put himself in. When he takes that shot, his head goes down, and he puts himself in that situation. Tom Wilson hits him in the shoulder first. Like it wasn't smart doing that um, to skate through center ice with their head down, but. Tom Wilson still deserves 20 games. I think he could have. No. Tom Wilson could have gotten 20 games. Tom Wilson could have gotten low in men's league. Sure. Where there's no hitting 20 games. I guess season is, this is men's the league NHL. Hockey. He should have gotten low and, and taken out the body. Exactly. Totally or, doable. Yeah. Plus Wilson's low. got a, like a big history of this kind of thing. That's mm-hmm. what it comes down to. There's oh, two no, options. The They're yeah. looking for a reason to suspend this guy because he's, he's been running around doing dumb things for so long. And, and some of it and some of it is war- like a lot of suspend. Like, like I'm not saying like Tom Wilson's a saint. Like some of the stuff he's done was like deserved the suspension. Got I think this this one is they're just trying to make a statement, and yeah. I think it's not the right move. Tom Wilson is like I can think of three options right now to not get a twenty game suspension. Like Cam said, get low and take out his yeah. lower body. And that Maybe go been. a uh, Darius Kasparitis. And yeah, throw like, the old no, hip. Get Tom Wilson's like six the- four and two hundred and thirty pounds, and this little Sunquist. Dweeb is just a freaking small drink of water <laughs> who puts himself. That's the thing. He, I, I know there's no rules, but still, it's it's hockey. It's a physical game. There is body checking. You cannot leave yourself in vulnerable situations. Connor McDavid would never have done that. Never. Connor McDavid's an angel. He, but he's fucking smart, and he actually oh, yeah. uses his eyes. And if he sees Tom Wilson coming in like that, he's going to avoid that situation. He's not going to, oh, well, you know what? I'm still going to get this shot off. I hope and Tom's not, not going to do anything. I hope you're not jinxing something right now. Rick, you've been. Why uh, would you bring that up? Come yeah, on, This Cam. is just horrible. This is Cam's Leafs fandom coming out. Rick, yeah. you've been. I hope it happens to Austin Matthews. <laughs> you know what? Austin Matthews gets hurt enough as it is. Yeah. Uh, Rick, you've been waiting to say something on this. Chime in, please. I'm on Jay's side here. But I think, honestly, I think there's a bit of a separation here based on age. It's a generational divide. Millennials don't like hits. We just want to look at (laughs) selfies and Instagram. Take a look at that photo. Is his elbow out or is everything tucked in? No, it's it's, everything's tucked tucked in. in. Yeah, it's tucked in. It's fair. Are his feet on the ground? Yep. Yep. His feet are on the ice? Yep. Okay, but it's up to Tom Wilson to not hit the guy in the head. The dude was He hit him in the shoulder first. No, no, look. Okay, the guy's this tall. And the uh, dude put my hand up, up, by the way. Everyone can see that. Uh, he's got yeah, his, yeah. Rick's no, got, yeah, his hand touching, he's got his hand touching the roof. But when you do that, you start to bring yourself down. So uh, hockey is very, very fast, correct? Very fast. Yeah. Very fast. 
you can't stop yourself in this. You're going in. You're like, this guy's coming in. He's standing up. Perfect. I'm going to label this kid. And then all of a sudden he drops some stuff, drops his shoulder. His head goes down and you've already, you're already committed. What's he going to do? Is he going to like try and pirouette out of the way, jump out of the way? You're already there. It happens so fast. And every single replay replay we look at is in like frame by frame. Yeah, this, the that's game is not so how fast. it's played. I do think, and because so of that, you can't put yourself in these issues. When we grew up, don't you know? Don't stand three feet away from the boards with your back to the, to the other guys because you're going to get planted into the boards. He's going to get a penalty, and you're going to be like, "Well, guess your coach is going to say, hey, don't do that. We told you not to do we that.'" We also used to walk to school, and it was both hill up. It was uphill both ways. But here's the thing: if he if he doesn't if he doesn't think he's safe to take that shot, and he's standing up and taking that hit, all he is is winded, and that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're prepared for it, too. Like, if you know you're coming across like that, you no. should see this guy coming. You've got your head up. You're looking around. You're a professional hockey okay, player. Okay, oh, shit. Here comes Tom Wilson. No. You kind of get yourself up. You prep yourself for the hit, just like we were taught in Pee Wee. I do think a lot of it just comes down to who he is. Like, oh, I yeah, think, without a doubt. I think Tom Wilson's gotten away with a lot in the past. Like, I don't think this in an isolated incident, like, if this was Alex Chieson making the hit, then I bet you he gets a one or two game suspension. Yep. But they're looking to slam the book specifically at this guy because George Peros has a genuine anxiety that like if he, that he's going to, you know, Tom Wilson's eventually just going to like just do something absurd and fucked. And he's trying to slam the book down now so it doesn't happen. And I get it. He's treating it like a headshot. And this, if this is, if this was a bona fide headshot, I would say absolutely because with the force of that head, that hit, then yeah. But like, I'm just arguing that like Tom Wilson made an actual hit. Mm-hmm. Like he hit the kid like as a body check. This is nowhere be. near the worst thing Tom a, Wilson's ever done. This no, exactly. Bad. And that's the, th- and that's why I get animated because like when they do stuff like that, then that tells me the league's telling me that they're, that they're, they're trying to push physicality out of the game. Which and now the- that's altered. Like, like, and I'm not looking for like, you know, the <clears throat> like Bronx, not Bronx bombers, um, bro, uh, broad, broad street, street bullies. bullies. Um, you know, type hockey, like, you know, the old, old, old school hockey, but like, I still think hitting has a place in hockey and, you know, guys like your boy, Cal Clutterbuck made a living out of hitting guys. My boy. Uh, <laughs> big Cal Clutterbuck fan. <laughs> but uh, like, but like Cal Clutterbuck rocks guys. Like he is probably the best hitter in the league or one of, I shouldn't say like Dumba's good at lining guys up too. Oh yeah. And just for a little guy, but, uh, but yeah. those guys can line guys up through the neutral zone without going through their shoulder and hitting their head. You know what I think is going to happen? Uh, I think that more people are, are going to go to the Cronwall style of hitting as well, where you just throw your back to somebody because then your the shoulders C-band. not yeah, going to yeah. make that's contact with the head. You're just going to completely destroy them like a wall. That's, I, that's, that's the thing. I would argue that's worse. Those types of hits are fucking painful. It's a wall. It, like PK Subban does it all the time. I just yeah. think that's where it's going, where guys like Tom Wilson are going to be like, okay, if I'm going to get suspended for 20 games for blowing a guy up with, I mean, None of us know Tom Wilson. I doubt he was trying to murder the guy. He was just trying to finish his check, blow him up because he saw an opportunity. If he's going to get suspended for 20 games for a hit like that, I can just see it turning to a point where now these guys are throwing their back up and just labeling people. I think there's there's another risk here too. And this is kind of what we saw in the NFL. When the NFL started to really crack down on headshots, you had um, guys going for the legs. And then you're getting all these, you know, like knee and ankle and all these different injuries here. So if the NHL is like, okay, you can't, you know, come up high and guys instead are going to do the Subban where they chuck the body at someone's knees and like, man, like what new injuries are we going to create? You also yeah. create a problem with that the NFL has done with uh, being sacked where all of a sudden all these, yeah. they're getting 15 yards for knocking a guy down. 
it's ridiculous. You, you're really walking a tightrope here where you can get yourself in a lot of trouble either side. Yeah. Yes, this is a lot of pre, you know, a lot of what he's done before, but that isolated, that's not 20 no, games. It's not terrible, no. Yeah, and that's and, and, and that's my beef. Like it's it's yeah, sure, suspend him. Like he just hit the guy really hard, but still suspend him and the guy got a concussion, sure, suspend him. But like that to me should have been like just make a statement should have been five games for Tom Wilson and a one to two for a Chiasson. Chiasson. Check but, it out. Uh, it was just broken Chiasson. 15 minutes ago that he is appealing the yeah. suspension. And, and, and he should, uh, obviously, because obviously he's forfeiting all of his salary that's, for see, the season. That's what gets me is $1.2 <laughs> million so much. What gets me is that the Caps are paying him enough that he's forfeiting that much salary. It's shocking that this dude's getting paid 5.1 mil per year. Well, yeah. dude's doing career yeah. high. He's like, got a good agent. His career Nylander high. should hire his agent. Yeah, that's Seriously. right. Because if Nylander's, this guy's agent is Nylander's agent, Nylander's making like 15 mil a year. Well, in going back to it real fast without, you know, getting down that rabbit hole again, but like, if I'm Nylander, I wave Tom Wilson's contract in front of the Leafs face like, hey man, yeah. this guy got 30 points last year. Yeah, that's why it's hard for Nylander to take six mil because you got fucking Tom Wilson making 5.1, man. The guy's got a career high of like two goals. And it's only going to get worse too. Speaking of things that are just completely ridiculous and weird, uh, John Shannon from Sportsnet compared without comparing, but compared Elias Pettersson to Wayne Gretzky. Now, that's confusing to hear. So I've got the quote. (laughs) You've lost me. You said it without saying it, but said it, but didn't mean it, but also didn't say it. I think Pettersson has a better shot than Gretzky, but let's not compare here. However, his vision (laughs) and hockey sense are off the charts like Wayne's. But Wayne was the greatest ever. That's so, such a, that's such a so you statement. should just clean that up and say like, you know, Pedersen's got like Gretzky S type vision and like leave it at that because you're, you're you're trying to lump in all of his like point totals and stuff when you make something like that. Yeah, and like also like Wayne wasn't really known for He's having a, a great shot. We talked about his shot. No, he had a muffin. Yeah, exactly. I think so. the rule is never compare anybody to Gretzky ever because there is there, he's just no. It's stupid. It's, it's it's disingenuous and unfair to the player. Like when when remember when Nugent Hopkins was getting drafted by the Oilers and people were like, oh, he, he's so Gretzky like. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing to this kid? Like, what kind of comparison is that? Yeah, that's like, so unfair. Gretzky's name should never be in really any never. other player. One of a kind player. Yeah. You could, but but maybe certain elements like just like vision. One thing like Connor's got like Gretzky type vision. Sure, I'll buy that. Like doesn't make him Gretzky. I just keep even, Gretzky's name. Even, on it. Yeah, I agree with that. But it's on a fine line i know totally yeah don't don't do it <laughs> like yeah. i agree but like if you are be very loose about it so say it without saying it but not also without there's saying there's gotta be a rule it. like we have like just like the, there's gotta be like the gretzky rule it's like never bring him up in comparison just it's, no it's just not fair yeah. just keep keep the name out of conversation yeah. he's he's in his own realm yeah to be fair to the player you're talking yeah. about yeah that's bullying to the player it's <laughs> that's cyberbullying. john shannon is a cyber bully you heard it here first what do you Elias think Pedersen's a millennial you can't say things like that to him it's gonna cyberbullying. he's unfair. deeply offended what do you think gretzky feels about that gretzky oh, Greg, Wayne, oh wayne's on a casual wayne buzz right now he's having, he's having a cocktail <laughs> glass of wine he's having a good time you don't give a shit what does wayne care now Last thing I want to touch on before we close up shop here is the Vancouver Canucks banning Fortnite from the road and what I think is arguably one of the best hockey chirps I've seen in a while. Patrick Laine from the Winnipeg Jets saying, okay, I get that. They're looking for an excuse to explain why last year went the way it did, to paraphrase. 
I love this kind of personality from a guy like Line A taking shots across the board. I love shooting arrows at other teams. I love when guys chirp each other. What do you guys think, first of all, Chris, about banning Fortnite? I've never played it. I assume it's as great as heroin. Otherwise, why would you ban it? What do you think about the Canucks banning Fortnite? And then what do you think about Line A's comments? Yeah, I've also never played it, but I hear there's a craze around it. Um, it's tough to judge when you're not in the room. And I, the line A thing is hilarious. And I actually agree with him. Even if that is 100% true, maybe they literally, maybe they, the Canucks locker room is just like, hey, we need to do something to get the media wrapped around it, to get the other league wrapped around it, to get our minds wrapped around it. And if it means banning Fortnite, even though that's not the problem, sure, let's do it. They'd need to do something to get their train back on the tracks. Um, the the Fortnite thing i i could see it i like i don't mind them banning it i don't think it's ridiculous i don't think it's absurd if uh like i know the leafs just because i other podcasts i've listened to like a lot of other teams bring their playstations bring their electronics with them on the road and it may work for some people it may work not work for other people and if that's the route the canucks want to choose then so be it bo horvat said they could go to movies together That'd yeah be that's nice. cool maybe they can hit up some <laughs> yeah just hang out. It's it's a good way to gel. Because like the flames, the they had a great thing where they all went to uh, museums together. Yes, <laughs> or or didn't. Yes. Only one guy went to a museum. The rest went to Moxie's. See, the thing with this is generational divide. You have all of the post millennials, the kids born in nineteen ninety nine, playing Fortnite, and then what is Louis Erickson doing? Louis. What what's that guy gonna do? He's not yeah. gonna he's not gonna play a video game. Because if 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 he wants to play a video game, he's gonna be playing like Mario Brothers two. Which is a great game. Or Tetris or something. He's going to see Fortnite. Love Tetris. Like, What's going on to this planet? Jay, have you ever played Fortnite? No, but uh, I, I love... Uh, I, I, there's a, I've got a comparison here, but I loved Lionel's comments. Like, let's get that, let's get that beef totally. going. That's just, that storyline outside of the actual game itself is just so good. It's so good. We need more of that. So, you know what? Kudos to Lionel for just going out there and being so brave to say something so trolly like that. I love it. But uh, to talk about Fortnite, now, uh, I'm not a Fortnite guy, but I did drink the Kool-Aid heavily on Clash of Clans. Of course. Yeah, I remember. (laughs) That game was fucking addictive. Like, you're pulling your phone out every three minutes while you're working. You're the most unproductive person in the world because of this game. But uh, to bring it to sport, the Kansas City Royals had to put a team ban on Clash of of Clans because they were playing it in-game. That's funny. See, in-game is one thing. When you're hanging out in a hotel in fucking Carolina, who cares? But, you're, but the thing is with Fortnite, though, is that you're playing till four in the morning. So well, these guys are affecting don't. their sleep. On game nights. On like, game nights. If you can't get a handle on your Fortnite addiction when you're an NHL player, then you've got a whole other list of issues. Well, it all that- starts from that one prospect. Remember Jeff Merrick brought yeah. up randomly? He's like, look, I'm not going to say who it is. And then everybody figured out who it was immediately. <laughs> but there's this prospect on blah, 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 blah on this team. And he's playing Fortnite too much. And that's where it all started from was that one prospect who's now apparently going to ruin his NHL career because he's playing too much Fortnite. Who among us? Who among us? Also, I thought when you mentioned the Kansas City Royals and their addiction, what I thought you were going to bring up is the Royals in before the season in 2018 banned their players from watching porn. They took what? A, they took a team stance. They held the Kansas City Royals held an anti-porn seminar for this players. Like the Jonas training. Brothers and their purity rings. I'm dead serious. The Kansas City Royals were like nobody on this team is jerking off ever. How would you monitor that? I don't know. And like, you know what? <laughs> like, how does how does BYU University monitor that? That's a that's a yeah, that's fair a, enough. You know what? Sometimes you just need to let the poison out. 
So, and maybe that'd be a good thing for a team because then you got a bunch of guys who are really high energy and wired up. It's, yeah. I guess. What is what is the problem going to be like 10 years from now? Now it's oh, Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. No it's listening to music. Song. Maybe. Like well, in the 80s like, with, the, with the NHR, it was probably just like crazy cocaine binges. Yeah, we're like, yeah. all right, boys, no more darts between periods. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. Only one cigarette and intermission. <laughs> all right, boys, this is wrapping up episode six of Oilers Nation Radio. I just want to end off on a... Very exciting prize that we've got added to the season launch party tomorrow, Chris. Our friends at Backside Tours are giving away a trip. What is the trip, Chris? The trip is, and we haven't even announced this yet, like the actual trip. It's coming out right here. But right in, now. Uh, in, what is the date again? November? November 17th. November 17th. The boys with Backside Tours... Are, uh, are going to Calgary again for another Battle of Alberta game. Oh. We did it last March, and it was yeah. a huge success, and the Oilers lost, I think. can't remember. No. Oh, oh yeah, we lost. They but lost. but oh, Luch, yeah, uh, Luch, Luch went Luch after Smith. Oh, we yeah. as a group won because we got the shovel. Exactly. Yes. And we got a shovel from the, the shovel. Saddle Dome. But I think, I think this, take this, the shovel back. this trip is going to mark the return of the shovel. I'm going to bring the shovel oh. back. Because you know what? Calgary has shitty shovels and a whole bunch of snow right they now got a bunch of snow there already they need the they shovel need their, their shovel. one maintenance yeah. guy is probably missing that shovel they probably haven't even bought a new one yet they're, they're yeah. all just in a big frenzy how are we going to shovel this foot and a half of october snow yeah, yeah and if, you, if you were on the trip last year in march you know you're coming back if you weren't you better be on the ball because this baby is going to sell out right quick oh yeah it's so, a good time it's a great time we had a lot of fun yeah so uh and the others will probably win this time which will make it even better yeah hell yeah so come to the party, uh, get a chance to win a trip for two, and join us. If you're coming to the party, you're in. I want to thank our friends at Sherwood Ford, the Giants. Thank you for the truck. Oh. Thank you for Gus. Thank you for your giant ideas. And to our friends at Get Sauced, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the family. And you know what? I ain't scared of your hot sauce. You can throw it at me. You can make up a new batch. You better start planning the follow-up to the new batch. I'm coming for you, Get Sauced, and I'm ready. See you at the party tomorrow. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.